Before this episode begins, I just want to say thank you for listening as we are currently in season three. And today we have finally made it to episode 100. What a journey. What a journey indeed. And to God be the glory. So whether this is your first time tuning in or your 100th time tuning in, I am grateful for you. Now, I have one minor request. If you have found value in this podcast, would you share this podcast with a few friends today? As simple as texting them the link and inviting them to take a listen. Thank you in advance. Well, I hope you enjoy this episode as we are calling it How to Share Your Faith. Enjoy. Welcome and thanks for tuning in to Real People, Real Talk. Relevant conversations that take you from surviving to thriving. This is the podcast that goes there. My name is Paul Calco, and I'm your host. Now let's talk. Hello, Thriver, and welcome to another episode of Real People, Real Talk. I really appreciate you for tuning in today as we're talking about how to share your faith in a very practical way. But we're going to kick off this episode, of course, with God's word. Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20. We call this the Great Commission. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to you. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you to do. And behold, I am with you always to the end of age. And the first step to fulfilling a great commission and making disciples is to share your faith. In other words, you got to open up your mouth and tell people about the gospel. The good news is found in Jesus Christ. So joining the conversation today is my brother in Christ, Mitch Tidwell, who serves as the collegiate associate at the Southern Baptist of Texas Convention. He has served in this organization for 10 years in the area of disciple making and college appropriate for the conversation today. He's a husband, father, and fellow seminary grad who loves leading people to Jesus. So, Mitch, Mm. welcome to Real People, Real Talk. Man, Paul, thanks, dude. uh, I've watched you from afar do this. It's awesome to see how your podcast has grown, and just honored I could be on, brother. Man, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you, man. We are jumping right in. Mitch, give us a working definition of the gospel. Man, you know, I, I always go back to Ephesians 2 when thinking about the gospel, and I don't I don't really know why other than I feel like, well, actually, I do know why. Ephesians 2, I feel like, is the most holistic explanation of the gospel that I find in Scripture. You have Ephesians 1 through 3. It talks about how we're dead in our sin. Uh, we're following the world. We're doing whatever we want, which also implies the holiness of God, because if you're dead in sin and trespasses, that implies there's a standard of righteousness, of goodness, of holiness that obviously we haven't met. And then you have verse four through uh, nine, which is talking about, but God rich in mercy because of his love, he came and got us Jesus and he made us alive. And he didn't just make us alive, but he brought us into his family, that he showers his riches and kindness over us all of our days. And the, the reason, and sometimes we kind of stop there when we talk about the gospel, of, hey, God is holy. We are not, but God sent his son, Jesus, to save us from our sins And we kind of stop there. But what I love about Ephesians 2 is you get to 10 where it says, where's workmanship, Uh, which is the Greek word there is poema, which is where we get our word poem. So it's the idea of like a poem is a story that's been given, a story that's it's telling this 
story. And so it's like, hey, God has shaped you. He's telling this story in Ephesians 1 through 9. And now after you've been shaped and formed and God has given you a new story, hey, you're his workmanship in Christ Jesus for good works that God prepared beforehand that you should walk in them. So it's like the idea that you see that you were out, God brought you in to do what? To send you back out. And he gave you a story to tell uh, with it. So simply, I would say gospel is God's holy. We're not, but he loves us so much that he didn't want to leave us that way. So he sent his son, Jesus, uh, to take on our sin, to take on our penalty, uh, that when we believe in him by faith and his death, burial, resurrection, that we have life. And we're now sent into the world to share that good news with others. I love that definition, man. I mean, God is holy. We are not but God didn't just leave us hanging. He made a way for us to be holy as well. And so yep. just looking at our current culture that we that we're currently mm-hmm. in right now, like how can we effectively embody Jesus and share the gospel? What does it look like now? I go back to I always think about Matthew nine. Um, this is a message I have called Jesus for Sinners. And well, I mean it's in the Bible, but I preach this a lot because it's for me it's really a, a kind of a life verse of um, you know, you see Jesus, who a man who says he's God, he's righteous, he's holy, he's all these things. But yet you find him hanging out with the most unholy people in the Jewish culture, which are the tax collectors. Yep. And it says he's reclining with them. He's just, and reclining means you are hanging out. I mean, it ain't like, hey, I stopped on the sidewalk to talk. I just passed by and said, hey, how you doing? It was like, no, I'm finding community here, which was so absurd from the religious leaders. I mean, you'll see in the Pharisees a few verses later, they come in, they're like, what are you doing, bro? And Jesus is like, I desire mercy and not sacrifice. And for me, that, that always, that tells me like our evangelism and how we reach culture should always lead, start with mercy and compassion mm-hmm. before anything else. I like, that. like, are we willing to go hang with people who are lost? And that's always the tension that people run into is like, well, we want to share the gospel with lost people but we don't really want to get to know them or find community with them because we don't want sin or whatever to rub off on us. Mm-hmm. Yo, I get that yet, but tell me this, like Paul, you're married. Mm-hmm. What if you told your wife, you know, you met her, but you always kept your distance from her and you just said, Hey, I love you, but I'm not going to hang out with you. I'm not going to, we're not going to talk on the phone, but I'm going to tell you, I love you, but just say my words and not with my actions. Like you're, you're not getting married, dude. Or, or if you start doing that while you're married, it's not going to last long, you know? Right. But, but we look at culture, man, and we say, hey, God loves you. And we say that from a distance with not creating proximity with lost people, rubbing shoulders with them so they can see the tangible mercy and compassion of God in us. And so, you know, I um, I just wholeheartedly believe that if we're going to reach lost people, we got to hang with lost people. And uh, I know that seems risky, but that's, hey, what Jesus going to cross was risky. It cost him his life. And so I think if we're going to see lost people saved, we got to start hanging with them. That's so true. Just building those friendships and loving on people and kind of earning the yeah. right to be heard. And the only thing that I would add to that and just, you know, as we're seeking to share the gospel more is to be intentional. Um, sharing the gospel mm-hmm. doesn't just happen. Like you have to be yep. intentional. Mm-hmm. I would say you need to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Like when the Holy Spirit yep. is nudging at you to, to you know, kick off this conversation with this person or to bring up church or to bring up Jesus, don't quench the Holy Spirit, like be sensitive to that. And then of course, pray for boldness and pray for wisdom. And the reason why we should pray for boldness is because we don't need to be afraid of like getting counseled in this culture because we're talking about Jesus. So pray for boldness uh, and pray for wisdom. So how can we be more intentional in sharing the gospel in our everyday lives? 
You know, Paul, you had you had mentioned something a little bit earlier about praying for boldness and the Holy Spirit to direct us. And, you know, I think if as, as believers, if we can set a reminder on our phone that goes off in the morning, put, you know, a note on our steering wheel or in our bathroom or whatever that says, hey, pray, pray that God would give you bold. Like if we could start our day with that, man, like then that puts that on our mind to now we're seeing the world not as I'm on my way to work or I'm on my way to get coffee or something, but I'm on my way into my mission field. I may be going to get coffee, but Lord, give me the eyes to see the people that I normally wouldn't, wouldn't see. And, and I, and that's even like for me and, you know, Olivia. So one of the things that our family started doing was each night we would start praying for um, like unreached people groups. And that was something we hadn't been doing, but we thought, Hey, if we want lostness to stay on, you know, on our minds, then we have to have a regular rhythm of thinking about lostness and praying for lostness. And, um, and so, um, that's what we did. So I think if you can create those things, whether it's reminders or sticky notes or something that just keeps that on the forefront, because here's the thing, Paul, when it comes to Christianity, we will always drift away from sharing our faith. Yes. It's never natural. We're going to drift from it. If we don't stay intentional and putting things in place to recall us to do that, we just won't do it. And, and we've all been there. We've had these times where we just don't even think about it. It's like, wow, I'm one of the most important spiritual disciplines of a Christian is to share their faith. And we haven't done it in weeks and months. And some, a lot of us years. Mm. I like that. Just having a tangible reminder, whether that's alarm or a sticky note, which is something you see or you hear. It's a reminder that as you go out your everyday life, you're really entering your mission field. The Bible says, uh, when it says go, it's translated more so like as you go. So as you go about your everyday life, just be intentional. So I love that answer so much. And so I know yeah. in your um, specific ministry and mine as well as we deal with college students and we deal with young adults, mm-hmm. they are wrapped up into social media. And mm-hmm. I believe like Apostle Paul, all he had was paper and pen and he led so many people to Jesus. But now we have the Internet. Now we have social media. So. Mitch, talk to me, like, what does it look like to leverage social media, like to point people to Christ? Like, is that even possible to do evangelism yeah. or discipleship with social media? Yeah. Well, Paul, I think you're the one that needs to be answering this question, man. But yeah, I think so, man. I, 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 I absolutely, you know, I think with um, using our, and again, I always go back to, I just, I have a conviction that as Christians that are, that, that we ought to be known by our compassion. We ought to be known by our mercy for others. Uh, you know, mercy is, is not giving people what they deserve. And you look at a simple world and the world is sin. It is, it is, it's full of sin and it's, and it's under the judgment of God. And, uh, and, and we can keep reminding people. And part of that is, Hey, we have to remind people we are dead in sin, mm-hmm. but if, if you keep leading with that, you're going to get yourself tuned out. We have to lead with the compassion, just like Jesus did. Mm-hmm. In Matthew nine, and and think about there's so many ways to do this. Like I even was thinking the other day, I haven't done this, but like I'm like, for instance, TikTok. Okay, we could put sermon videos on there. We can put, you know, things about how to read the Bible on there, uh, which people watch those. It's awesome. It gets to literally millions of, which mostly is Gen Z. So if you want to reach Gen yeah. Z, you put stuff on TikTok. But like, what if? Because I found them one of the most effective ways of discipling young people, college students, young adults is to invite them into our home. Like let them see uh, our family, like let them see how we eat at the dinner table, how we treat our kids, how I treat my wife, like all of that, like that is so impactful for them. And what if you were able to portray that and put that actually on TikTok? And you think about the kid 
um, that lives in a, a home with uh, maybe a, a, a family, a mom and dad that don't love the Lord, but yet he can watch TikTok and, and watch you and interact with your family as you eat or do funny things with your family all the while pointing to Jesus. Like, man, like that family is different. There's something different about that. And so there's, there's so many ways that you can, I mean, it, it's like the, the sky is the limit. The social media could be leveraged for God's kingdom and you could have such a bigger reach than ever before. You know, you think, you know, John the Baptist going out into the wilderness to preach and people going out to him, uh, he used the platform to preach the gospel, prepare people to meet Jesus. And what TikTok, what Instagram, what all these social media things is, it's us walking out into the wilderness to go preach the gospel to people and lead them to Jesus. So, you know, I think that, man, leverage the mess out of it, uh, lead with compassion, lead with mercy towards people. And, uh, you know, I think God can use it for sure, man. I, I had the other day, I had a woman uh, that, had, that had messaged me that was going through a tough time. And she just said, and I didn't even realize, I didn't even realize she followed me. I didn't realize uh, that we were even friends. And she just said, man, this is a rough time, but man, I really appreciate this is really blessed. Mm. Some of your content has really blessed me. And I was like, man, you know, sometimes you put stuff out and you're like, I don't even know if it's clicking with people, but it's so good to get those, you know, responses. And people are like, man, you're, you, you know, they're, you're, they're being edified by the word of the Lord. So um heck yeah man leverage it use it uh, it's all good man i mean i know that social media can be used for other things but i think we can leverage it for good though i agree and i like that analogy with social media being like the platform of being the wilderness like john the baptist he went to, <laughs> into the wilderness and proclaimed christ and we can go out into social media and proclaim christ and i remember yep. an older preacher i forgot his name but he was talking about when the radio first came out the church some people in the church kind of just kind of threw it out like, no, nah, this other devil and we don't know how they'll work. But the radio at that time was being used to share the gospel with people that wasn't coming inside of the church doors. And you fast forward to now where we are now, we got to be careful as the body of Christ that just because something is used the wrong way, that doesn't make it bad. Like social media, just mm-hmm. like money, it's it's neutral. It's amoral. It's yeah. either good or yeah. bad. It depends on how you yeah. use it. And you said it right that yeah. it is a tool. And so just a few things I would add to that that I try to do um, maybe in your story, you can put in there a I want to pray at noon. Feel free to share your prayer request. And then, of course, when they share their prayer request, please actually pray for them. Um, it's not yep. enough. To, it's not enough to say, hey, I want to pray for you. And that sounds good. Sounds mm-hmm. cute. But we actually need to pray for them. Maybe post scripture gospel centric yep. scripture. And then maybe in the caption, you say, hey, if you don't understand this, feel free to DM me um, mm-hmm. another way. You know, for those that want to go the extra step, maybe even share your testimony, either in mm-hmm. a written form or on video form. And so social media is kind of my jam, man. Let's, let's use it yeah. to leverage. Um, let's leverage mm-hmm. it to point people to Christ. Absolutely. And I think, uh, too, with that is I would say consistency with it as well. Like, you know, be consistent with it. Don't you? Know, I mean, not that you can't just randomly post things that are edifying, but like if you're like, man, I. You know, it's like, I feel like once you become consistent in sharing those things, then you actually see the traction and some of the fruit of like people being edified by the things that you're, you're sharing and putting out. So I would say, Hey, even if it feels like nobody's looking at it, liking it, whatever, man, some Lord, just keep, just keep putting it out there, man. Cause somebody's watching, they may not be clicking like, they may not say be sharing, that. but they're watching. They are, man. I, I'm so surprised at how many people just watch your stuff and you don't even realize it. 
I'm so glad that you you said that because a lot of times when it comes to social media, we can get caught up in the numbers, the amount of Mm -hmm. likes and shares and comments. But just keep being faithful and pointing people to Christ and leave just just trust the numbers and the results um, up to God. So, yeah, that's right. So, Mitch, as it relates to sharing the gospel and sharing our faith, what are some specific scriptures that come to mind that we should utilize in our conversations? You know, we can tell, you know, sometimes we lead with sharing our faith with, hey, you're a, you're a sinner and you need help. You need to be saved. That's a fact. But problem is, is that is you're, you're leaving out the first part of the gospel, which is God's holiness, mm-hmm. because God's holiness is what proves that we're sinners. Nice. So if we're going to go up to people and just say, hey, you're a sinner, that's incredibly offensive. Well, I mean, the gospel isn't offense anyways, but it's like, whoa, like. Can, can, can you give me some backstory here? Like, why Wait, what? Uh, yeah. So it's like, well, we have a God who's holy, uh, who is perfect. And, and we have a sin nature in us that separates us from him. It's like, oh, okay. Okay. I get that. You know, I mean, they may not agree with it, but okay. I get that. There's a holiness of God and I'm not God. I'm not, I'm not holy. I think most people can, uh, you know, you're probably going to run into some that won't say this, but you know, that we make mistakes that we do fall short of perfection. And that that's a pretty, worldwide, I think, understanding, and you will get pushed back from some, but for the most part, I think people will admit that. And so, you know, I think of Ephesians 2.1, it says you're, you're dead in your trespasses and sins. I think of Romans 3.23, and this is really, Romans 3.23 is one of the, you know, the, the staple verses, but it, it really says, for all of sin, fall short of the glory of God. So it implies both God's holiness and we have fallen short. So I typically use those when I start really Romans three twenty three, mm-hmm. and then I'll go into Ephesians two of like, Hey man, God's holy. We're not, we've all fall short of God's glory. Um, you know, the Bible tells us we're dead in our, we've been dead in our trespasses and sins, you know, doing whatever we want, following the devil, being children of wrath, just like Ephesians two says. So um, that really kind of helps you get to the, the beginning of the gospel of God's holy. And we're not. The second thing I would say is, you know, that that is that God didn't want to leave us there. He didn't, he doesn't want to leave us separated. And so he put forth the plan. Romans 6 23 says, For the, the wages of sin is death, you know, because we've sinned against God, that's death. But the gift of God is eternal life in, in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's Romans 6 23. And it's the idea that, hey, yes, we are dead in our sin, but God doesn't want to leave us there. He sends us Jesus, a free gift that we can be liberated from the death that we receive by being unholy. And, uh, and then I, w- I want them to see like the heart of God. So I, I look at Ephesians 2, 4 through 5. It says, but God, who's rich in mercy because of his great love that he had for us, he made us alive with Christ, even though we were dead in our trespasses. You know, mercy, it, you know, God, he, he's rich in mercy. That means he's got deep pockets of mercy. Mercy means you don't get what you deserve. So God, there's, this world is full of people in need of mercy because they messed up and they can't get out of it. But we have a God who is rich in mercy. He's got an incredible love for us, and he pursues us in Jesus. He makes us alive uh, with Christ. And then you get to, um, you know, the the actual response of the gospel. So we've talked about God's holiness. We've talked about our sin. We've talked about how God comes to rescue us through Jesus. Um, and really, then it, now it comes to well, we put our faith in that. And that's for Romans 10, 9 through 13. It says, if you confess with your mouth. Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved One believes with the heart resulting in righteousness. One confesses with the mouth resulting in salvation for the scripture says it's verse 11. Now 
the scripture says, everyone who believes on him will not be put to shame. Verse 13, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And that's the gospel. God's holy. We're not. Jesus comes to rescue. And we are now called to place our faith and trust uh, in him. Um, you know, if you want to, like, <clears throat> like after that, because I, I do believe that there's the element of like that now Christ died and he has ascended to heaven. He then gives us his Holy Spirit. So now God has actually, once you've come to faith in Christ, God has given you his Holy Spirit to live out uh, in the world. And so uh, that's also a part of that, um, you know, as well. But that that's a promise that comes after confession. So um, as far as verses, I think about Romans 3.23, Ephesians 2.1, God's holiness, our sin. Uh, when it comes to the rescue of Christ, I think of Romans 6.23, Ephesians 2, 4 through 5. And then when it comes to... Um, the act of confession and faith, uh, uh, Romans 10, 9 through 13. Those are kind of my go-to verses. Yeah. And even though like I've heard those verses before, even preach on those verses before, that was very encouraging to hear just a reminder, um, that, yeah. you know, God is in his love, looked down at us and gave us a way, um, of forgiveness and having redemption and having, mm-hmm. um, salvation man. So it's, it's mm-hmm. imperative, um, that we yeah. as believers memorize scripture, so we can be effective in sharing the gospel and sharing our faith um, because we don't just want to share, you know, quote unquote, our story. We want to share God's story and you have to know his word. And so I'm going to be leaving some of those gospel centric scriptures in the show notes so you can memorize and so you can share with others. And then kind of another one that comes to mind um, also in Ephesians 2, Mitch, uh, verse 8 and 9, where it says, for by grace you have been saved. And this yeah. is not your own doing. It is a gift yeah. of God. Not a result mm-hmm. of work so that no man can boast. And I love bringing that up just to let people know, like, you can't it's, you can't do anything to earn your way to heaven. Like, going to heaven yeah. is not based on anything that you have done or ever will do, but it's based on the finished work of Jesus Christ. And, of course, yeah. very, one of the most famous scriptures, John 3, 16, uh, we, um, theologians call that the gospel in a nutshell. For God so loved the mm-hmm. world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life that's the good news and that's what we should be sharing y'all yep 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 absolutely amen dude that's good stuff so we talked about scripture we talked about how we can be intentional even at the top of the episode we gave a working definition of the gospel but now even more practical how can we effectively package our testimony and like share Mm -hmm. our faith like what's a good elevator pitch if you will of like sharing the gospel you know, I think it always starts with if you can start with your story, that's always a great point with with folks, um, you know, and I would try to see if you could get like, could you get your testimony down to a minute, like figure out how you tell your story in a minute and then maybe figure out how you can share your story in three minutes. If you can have a couple of kind of versions that you share, um, that's always really helpful. And again, you're thinking about those elements are what was my life like before Christ, how I encountered Christ. And then what my life's been like since since that. So it's exactly. those three components before the your conversion and then then after. Now, when you think about um, the hardest part is like we can practice that stuff all day. The hardest part is once you're actually interacting with people, how to get to that. Right. And I think one of the best um, you know ways that I often use is just really just starting up casual conversation and really looking for an open door to bring up a spiritual conversation. Normally, that happens as I talk to somebody. Usually. You know, my job revolves around ministry, so that naturally brings up a bridge to talk about uh, Jesus. But like, or you know, maybe you can 
Like, for instance, if you're talking to somebody and maybe you say, well, yeah, you know, I have someone from my, you know, maybe you mention, uh, you know, that something about your community group or something about your church. And like, oh, OK. And then you're like, hey, do you, do you actually do you have a church that you go to? And it's mm-hmm. like, yes or no. And if they don't say, oh, OK, well, you know, if they say no, say, oh, OK, well, do you have any spiritual beliefs? And they may say yes or no, whatever they say, just say, yeah, how did you get there? And then they share it and. And then you can just go into, oh, okay, well, I appreciate you sharing that. And man, I got actually involved in this church because I was doing, this is what I was like before. This is what happened. And and now, and so you can take, you know, just try to build that bridge really simply in just a regular conversation with people. Now, I mean, there are going to be times that maybe you feel that the Spirit's compelling you to, hey, just get right to the point where you just have to say, hey, um, this may be a little weird, but I, I just feel compelled that I need to to share, uh, you know, the gospel with you. And, and, and here's, here's what God has done for me. And I know that he wants to do it for you and then share that good news. So, um, you know, I, I think the, this is actually not a question you're asking, but I want to think like, you know, to get to that point of doing that, what I would encourage people to do is like, if you have an area that's populated around where you live, just go out and just share with people. Now it's going to be really awkward. I mean, as you're going around, maybe it's an outdoor mall or maybe it's a downtown area or a park or something, but just go around, talk to people and just go get reps um, of like doing it. Because the more you rep doing it, the more comfortable you're going to be in everyday conversations. Um, I remember going to, I was in London actually, and I went to go, um, we went out into the park to share and it is way harder to share the gospel there than it is here, man. Uh, people are so closed off to it. And it was like, it was a beating, honestly, Paul. Like I was like, I mean, I've never, I mean, the, the people just, I mean, we finally found one lady who was, who was the Jew and she, um, and we got to talk to her for a while, but man, they were just, just slamming us, you know? And it was, that was really hard. Um, but it was also like, okay, Hey, I can do this. Like, even if I'm rejected, I can still do this. I can still go create conversation with people. I can still share the gospel. And so it really does help with going and getting those reps because that'll make you much more fluent to share it in everyday conversations with people. I would encourage you to do what Mitch said, write it out and then make Mm -hmm. it concise, make a few versions of maybe um, you write it out and you memorize it in this one minute. And then maybe you write it out again and you memorize it in this three minutes and then practice Mm -hmm. it. So you can get comfortable and confident with with sharing the gospel and know this, like when when it comes to sharing the gospel, remember that your job is not to save them. Mm -hmm. Your job is to introduce them to the savior and then trust the results with the Holy Spirit, because as it relates to sharing our faith and sharing the gospel, I believe that success is boiled down to two words, being faithful and being obedient. If you are being faithful and being obedient and you are sharing the gospel Regardless of the results, you that is success. As the Bible tells us that some people plant the seed, some people water it, but at the end of the day, only God um, gives the, the increase. So you may have had multiple gospel conversations with a specific person over and over, and then who knows? They move to another state, and the next person they talk to um, share Jesus with them, and they, and they come to know the Lord. And yeah. we might not be able to see that fruit on this side of heaven, but we're not, we don't have to see the fruit. We, we are called to be faithful. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great word, Paul. Great reminder, man, man. So cause a quick story. I remember I was on the phone with AT&T and just had to like dispute about my bill when I went into the office or whatever. Um, and while I was on the phone, 
Well, while we was waiting on corporate to answer, I felt the Holy Spirit just kind of nudged me to have a conversation with the rep. And initially, mm-hmm. I'll be honest, like, you know, kind of hesitated. But I was like, all right, the, the Lord hasn't ca- called me to comfort. He has called me to share the gospel. So I began yeah. uh, to to talk to him about the Lord and about church and share some scriptures with him. And then his response was talking to me about the Quran. And so <laughs> instead of getting, like, disappointed and dejected and, like, I'm never doing it again, I'm like, no, I planted a gospel seed and mm-hmm. who knows down the line what that seed could do. So I just want to encourage you for those that maybe you've been sharing your faith a lot and you haven't seen quote unquote results. Know that you won't see all the fruit on this side of heaven, but I just want to encourage yeah. you to continue to be faithful and continue to be obedient. So, man, that's a word, Paul. And I, you know, now being 35 years old, I, you know, I'm not, not old, but I'm not young anymore. And, and I feel like there was, 10 years ago, there was moments of ministry that I had that I felt dejected about, but 10 years would go by and get to hear people talk about the impact that whether I made or things that I said and stuff. And you're like, man, I just felt like that was so like meaningless 10 years ago, but yet to hear this person show their testimony of how it impacted them is, is amazing. And even seeing people that you invested in, you're like, I don't know if they're ever going to come to faith. You see 10 years later that, man, it was, you were just watering. And and that's all you were meant to do at that point. And 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 they and God were gonna God was gonna harvest that later on, but that wasn't your role at that point in time. And and so yeah, just like you said, man, be faithful because um God's doing work and there's a, so much of his work that you do not see. And it's just being faithful to say, Hey, he's working and I'm gonna do my part and I'm gonna keep being faithful, man. So that's a that's a good word, Paul. And Mitch, this I, I love that you said that because it reminded me of earlier this year. I remember, so one of the, one of my roles in my church is I'm over baptism. So I will call people that are interested in baptism. I have like my quote unquote baptism talk, sharing them about what baptism is, and kind of hearing their salvation story. But as I was talking with this lady, I didn't hear like this point where she came to know the Lord. So it immediately mm-hmm. turned from being a baptism call, quote unquote, to being like, all right, share the share the gospel, and so yep. you know, sharing the gospel with her. And, you know, pray with her, talk to her about Romans and just talk about, you know, you know, like you said earlier, God is holy. We're not, Mm -hmm. but he provides a way for us to be holy. And that's through the person Mm -hmm. of Jesus Christ. And she gave her life to the Lord right there on the phone. And I'm like, (laughs) that number and name was just given to me. Like, I didn't put in the work. I didn't plant seeds. I didn't Mm -hmm. water it. But God was just mm-hmm. so faithful to allow me to see the fruit. And so there's going to be times where you don't see the fruit. And then mm-hmm. God doesn't have to do this, but sometimes he allows us to see fruit. So I guess yeah. I guess what we're trying to say, keep mm-hmm. being faithful, keep yeah, being obedient, right. and don't give up just because you're not seeing the tangible fruit that you want to see. Don't let the devil deceive you. Keep sharing the yep. gospel. Good work, Paul. Good stuff, man. So, Mitch, uh, what resources would you recommend to those that want to be more intentional in sharing their faith? Um, talk to the mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Um, well, you know, there's several tools out there. Um, as far as tools to use to share your faith, you can use uh, faith. Um, one verse evangelism. You can think of the three circles. Um, those different kind of tools are, are really helpful ways. And what I, what I always think is like, hey, look at all the tools. Um, see how different people are how using, you know, using these tools to share the gospel and then just kind of form a way that's really comfortable uh, for you or that's really, you know, easier for you as far as to memorize and things. Um, that's on the tool side of things as far as resources. Uh, you can get the one verse evangelism. 
uh, three circles, those, you know, get those through uh, the North American mission board. You can order those online. As far as like other things, like the thing is, is, is if you're not surrounding yourself with people that will share the gospel, you're not probably going to share the gospel. And so is there people that you need to start putting yourself around? Is there conferences? Are there classes? Are there podcasts out there of people telling that story? Now, if you're in the college domain, I mean, uh, someone that you want to listen to is like Paul Wooster on social media. Like he's always talking about sharing, sharing his faith all the time. Like follow him. You know, he's going to all, if you're looking, if you're on Twitter, Facebook or, or Instagram, he's always reminding like, who are those kind of people that you can follow to be reminded of? And then, you know, really set. Um, so I think that would be a resource is, you know, um, you know, put yourself around people that do it. Cause if you don't, you, you likely aren't going to do it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Great resources. A great word there because we, and like just as pastors, we don't want to just tell you what to do, but we want to tell you how to do it. So I'm going to leave those links in the show notes um, to get you to faith, one verse evangelism and the three yep. circles. And so Mitch, I'm going to give you the mic. Like what final words mm-hmm. of encouragement would you give to the listener? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, in, in my own journey to evangelism, you know, sharing my faith, um, early on, I did it out of duty. I did it because God told me to, and I should do it. And, that, and that's probably all I really need. Um, but I think I, I did it out of duty and not out of joy. Um, and that's a big difference, man. I think if you want to ha- have a long-term posture of sharing your faith, you got to do it out of a place of joy. And that only comes by your intimacy with Jesus. If you don't spend time with Jesus, you're not going to share your faith. Uh, and maybe you do share your faith, but it's not going to be out of the right spirit. And so, you know, that that would be my 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 charge, Paul, is is love Jesus with your heart, with your soul, with your mind. And man, if you love him intimately, man, you're going to share your faith because, man, when you see the compassion he has for you, you can't help but show that with somebody else. When you see how he loves you in the depth of your sin, you can't help but love somebody else. And so, man, love Jesus and and let the overflow of your love for him um, bridge out onto your love for other people, man. So that that would be my charge, brother. That was a good charge, man. If you got to paraphrase, like if you don't spend time with Jesus, you probably won't share Jesus. (laughs) So That's Mitch, facts, Mitch, it has been That's a real facts. pleasure, man, having you on the show. So I just want to tell you, just thank you so much for joining us today. Man, thank you, Paul. Appreciate you, brother. And thank you for listening. If today's show has added value to your life, then pass it along and share it with somebody else. I'm also going to leave Mitch's Instagram in the show notes as well if you want to connect with him. And so I want to end this show how I started it. And that's what God's word. Acts 1.8 says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. In other words, God has called us. God has called you to be a witness in your spheres of influence, sharing your faith and pointing people to Christ as you share the gospel with them. Amen. A few friendly reminders that I want you to take away from this episode. Sharing your faith is God's will. For every single believer, that's God's will for your life. Um, as I said earlier, but your job isn't to save anyone, but your job is to introduce them to the Savior and leave the results in the hand of God. And success as it relates to sharing the gospel and sharing your faith boils down to two words, obedience and faithfulness. 
Just do it and trust God with the results. God bless you, and I hope you have a blessed day.